You're listening to the Making a Multi-Million Dollar Med Spa Podcast, where we have real conversations about what it takes to run a successful business. Thank you for joining us as we showcase and share our day-to-day successes, and even more importantly, failures and mistakes, and host some of our peers, colleagues, and other experts in the field. Welcome back to the Making a Multi-Million Dollar Med Spa Podcast. In today's episode, we are so excited to host our first podcast guest, Deja Simmons. Deja is the founder and president of Deja Vu Med Spa in Lone Tree, Colorado, and may be one of our longest mint clients. Tune in as we chat about how she got started in the industry, lessons she's learned over the years, and how she juggles being a business owner, laser and injector rock star, and a busy mom. Thanks for coming on, Deja. So happy to have you today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I, you know, one of the things maybe we could just jump right into is, um, well, and actually, no, I don't want to jump right into that. Maybe just start off with a little bit again about your, about your clinic and where you are in this process of opening up your clinic. Yeah, sure. So I've been a physician assistant in plastic surgery aesthetics for 17 years, and I just feel so blessed to have trained under some of the best um, physicians And so I opened the practice four years ago um, in 2017. So we've been open about a little into our fourth year now. And um, this past year, we've grown 170%. Um, Yay, so exciting. (laughs) You know, I started off with just myself and um, one esthetician. So we've just grown and it's just been so exciting. I love this industry. I'm so passionate about it. So yeah, it's fine. And so you started with one esthetician and yourself. Now, what does your team look like? I have a team of six now and yeah, we're looking to grow into a bigger space. So very exciting. And so on out of that six, what are the roles that you have? Yeah. So I have one, I have two master estheticians, a master cool sculptor, and then I have a VP of operations and a practice manager myself. So I do clinic as well as um, just the business side. Um, and then that's it. Yeah. You know, one of the questions I get asked all the time with clinics that are just opening up is when to make the decision to, to hire. So, you know, after that first, who, who was the first person you hired after, you know, as you were growing? Um, an esthetician. So, you know, being a physician assistant in plastic surgery aesthetics for so long, I knew, yeah, it was going to be hard doing the business side and being the marketer and the admin and, you know, all of the above accountant. but also I love my patients. And so having to be able to treat them with services, um, I just knew that having an esthetician do the other kind of services would be beneficial for my practice. And I, yeah, and I should have clarified. So after that first esthetician, because you you opened with her, sorry, I I should have explained that better, but after her, who did you hire? So another esthetician. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. I mean, you know, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to know. Did I hear that right or wrong? So it was you and the two estheticians. Yeah. So me an esthetician that I hired another one and then that one did cool sculpting as well. And then I hired a, um, kind of a friend of mine that I knew through the business, like a connection who is just amazing asset to our team. And so she became kind of the jack of all trades. So, you know, as you first start, you're doing you know, your hands are in a lot of different jars and you're trying to figure out, you know, receptionist and the business side and the clinic side. And so she really helped me along with doing the front desk as well as doing the VP of operations. She was kind of my right-hand person. 
And then as we grew, I um, brought on a practice manager and then a master pool sculptor. So I think it's constantly changing depending on, depending on your background and, and what your, you know, your vision is. Definitely. And so with your two estheticians, do they also do cool sculpting or is all the cool sculpting done by your master cool sculpting provider? My, all by my master cool sculpting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So both of my um, estheticians are laser certified. So they do the lasers now. And so I've transitioned from doing all different services to just doing injectables and then the business side. Okay. Got it. I love it. I mean, yeah. so many shifts along the way. And I think a lot of times it's, if you start, uh, if you start an esthetician or a nurse or one of your providers with a procedure, how that looks to not necessarily take it away, but to shift it from one person to another mm-hmm. and how that process looks. I think a lot of, a lot of clinics feel like, well, if I, if they started with it, they should be able to keep it, but it doesn't yeah. always work out that way. It doesn't. And also you find different strengths, right. And different, in different clinicians, different, um, you know, my practice manager, saying those goals for my employees. And I feel like it's constantly changing, you know, so you, the onboarding, the training, and then, you know, see what their strengths are and where they should lead. Okay. So looking back to those first days, you know, is there anything that you wish you would have known? hundred percent. So the first thing I think is just understanding the overhead, right? The expenses and you know, in this industry, especially if you're full service medical spa, having those lasers and hydrofacials and body contouring, there's a lot of overhead. So not only letting the employees kind of understand that, but giving them part of that growth of your business. And so letting them understand that they're part of the process. And so I think that's been, you know, one thing I've kind of learned is setting those goals for them, letting them, letting them understand the basics of the numbers, right? So what does a device normally cost and that kind of stuff? So that's probably one thing. Um, but also I feel like it's a purpose that they, they understand that they're part of this process and that they help that growth. Do you feel like all the equipment you made, the purchasing you made in the beginning was the right choice? Do you feel like, oh, maybe I would have done something a little differently? No, not really, because I am not really one to jump. So I do a lot of research. I like a lot of um, white papers, clinical studies, Um, I learned through you guys. I've learned through lots of people in the industry. So I feel like the purchases that I bought are amazing. Yeah. That's always a good feeling, isn't it? It's like, especially once you get them up and they're making, they're bringing in some revenue for you. But I know, I mean, even now we're researching, you know, three to four different devices and it's just, you know, trying to make the right decision and not spend money on something that's not going to be effective Mm -hmm. or, you know, last the next six months to a year. So, you know, we look at a piece of technology that just needs to last at least five years, but number one is effective. So our team loves it. Yeah. And I agree. And, you know, coming from plastic surgery too, I I do remember those devices sitting in the closet and it's like, you know, the thousands of dollars that you spend on that device. And now it's just a coat hanger, you know, it's hard. So you really have to do your research. I feel like what's your all time, what's your favorite treatment, like a treatment you couldn't live without. Oh, halo. Um, so I'm the only one who does the micro laser peels, but, um, halo hands down for me. I know it's just so much easier than micro laser peel in terms of downtime. Although there's just some clients that like without the micro laser peel, they're just not going to get the results that they want. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so with, with your micro laser pills, are you doing more of the resurfacing type settings? Or are you yeah. So, um, 
I do a little bit more moderate, deep, um, you know, in office, obviously. So we do have Pronox, um, but I just love the results and patients who are a little bit more mature, they need something a little bit more for their, you know, deeper wrinkles around their mouth. Um, and actually I just watched your webinar on the halo with the, um, like a laser peel around the, the mouth. So I'm going to steal that from you. And, oh, good. and I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So. I just, and you're talking about the halo plus course. Is that what you're talking about with Dr. Burns? Yes. Your course yeah. you just had last week that was um the oh the immersion oh, halo gotcha. immersion course yeah gotcha gotcha yeah so I didn't get a sit in on all of it but the one thing I took from it was the halo and then doing the perioral lines with micro laser peel so and I think even you know it's it's one of those things where clients even though the downtime is harder here they seem to be mm-hmm. so much more okay with it when it's yeah. one zone versus full face. And especially when it's around, you know, the perioral versus periocular, because then they don't have that excessive swelling and oozing around their eyes mm-hmm. around the mouth. It tends to be a little bit easier. Yeah. You know, yeah, Dr. Burns, um, Jay Burns in our premier e-courses teaches the halo plus course where he teaches deep resurfacing with it. So I did the halo portion. He does the deep resurfacing portion, yeah. you know, just a dental block and the deep resurfacing and um, and so, you know, he is doing those TRL, like the laser resurfacing settings with it, which mm-hmm. you know, just, it's, it's such a great treatment. Yeah, it is. Um, so what about your team? What do you think that their top procedures, like if you were to say what's your top one or two within your clinic? I mean, I feel like always optimizing the skin. So I feel chemical peels, hydrofacials prior to lasers is, is important for us. Um, but forever young is probably our number one seller. Yeah. Yeah. The forever young BBL. Yeah. And are you using the forever clear at all? Yes, actually we do have quite a bit of, um, teenagers that we do from the high schools, um, that we do forever clear. Yeah. We've, and I love it. I just love that treatment. It's such Mm -hmm. a great option. Yeah. So what, you know, kind of looking at our industry and, um, and I know meetings haven't been as popular, but you know, there's been a lot of virtual meetings and some meetings that we've attended, you know, what do you think in terms of the industry, you know, the direction it's going, or is there anything that excites you about what you see happening in the industry? I mean, I think coming from plastic surgery as well, it's just this non-invasive med spa industry is booming, right? Like we've had COVID people are now on zoom. So they're more self-aware of what they look like. And so the growth rate is going to be huge, but not only that non-invasive low downtime, if any downtime, right. You can do it for every young BBL. And then the next day they can pretty much put makeup on, go back to work. And so in our fast paced world, I love that our technology is so much better from when I first started in the industry. Yeah. So what made you split off from the group you were with and start your own business? My babies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I've always just been a go-getter kind of person. And so, um, you know, I had my kids and I wanted to kind of change that balance between having, you know, staying home. And although I probably work harder now than I did before, Hey, <laughs> how did that work out? At least the first year or two, right? Well, so I was a little bit of a unique story because I opened the practice two months after I had my son. So I literally had him on my chest. We would walk around. One of the exam room was, was his bedroom. And so, you know, I think it's just constantly being determined and persistent and knowing where my vision goes. And, 
not, not quitting, right. Just keep going. And so, but I still get the opportunity to work around my schedule if I want to. Yeah. yeah it's such a so. big, it's so important for me as well. I can't believe you had a two month old going working in your club. I mean, opening your doors of the two month old, that's just like blows my mind. Honestly, when you look back on it, you're like, I don't even know how I did that. <laughs> amazing. I mean, just the lack of sleep alone, yeah. you know, that piece. And then to try to come in in a, in a job that you know so well and have nothing new and changing. And yet in your environment, like everything was changing. Yeah. And you know, I think just back then it was one foot forward and, you know, you just keep your head up and you just keep going, being positive and determined. And I have an amazing husband who helped me through it. And so his practice is actually, or wasn't the same building as us. So we kind of shared the duties. Um, but yeah, even now it's been crazy with the transition. So my husband's now in South Dakota. So I have my three little kiddos and he's traveling well, Sunday through Thursday. And so, you know, it's life changes and you just, have to put your head up and it's all about attitude, right? It's all I about attitude. Cannot agree more. I mean, it's just, and I feel like over the past couple of years, it's just the people that have that concept really down mm-hmm. are doing so well right now because it was like, all right, this is happening over here. And there's so many sad and horrible things happening with it, but you know, it's, it's all in how we look at it. Cause we can't control it. So mm-hmm. how are we going to respond? How are we going to feel? What are we going to yep. do? Um, and I, you know, it seems like so many of our friends in the industry are doing so well right now. And many mm-hmm. of them have very similar feedback from you. It's like, it's just your attitude. Like, this is what we can control. This is what we can yep. do. You just go for it. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's good and bad. You just learn from it and you know, there's going to be bumps in the road and you just, it's perception and attitude and, just know, you know, successful people and winners are not those that fail, but those that, you know, just don't quit. And so I think that's my, my goal is, you know, I'm always looking for how, how can I improve myself? How can I improve my business, my employees, you know, make them the best, most knowledgeable. So I think it's all about attitude, perception, just being determined and, you know, having goals. So how are you balancing being a mom of three on your own for so many days a week and running your business? So I have an amazing au pair. So she definitely helps. Um, she, I think I would need three. <laughs> I, well, I agree. Yeah. Um, you know, it's early mornings, it's late nights, it's self-care. So I try to get myself to the gym at least four times a week to, you know, just that's kind of my like sanity, honestly. Um, and so I think it takes a try. Yeah, definitely. So um, how old are your kids now? So my son is four now. So we just, we opened four years ago and my daughter is seven. And then my oldest is nine and then another daughter. So I mean, you must be like full fledged in sports or music, art, dance. Yeah. So they do something four nights a week. So they are in school of music, school of rock. It's called, it's a pretty cool. um, They get to choose an instrument and play. They're in drama at school. They're in um, volleyball. So I just feel it's important to have that balance and let them do a little bit of everything and figure out what they're passionate about. And in the meantime, I'll work my little tail off to show them that what that means and um, that it's important for them to be, you know, goal oriented and, and work hard and what that, what that will transition into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel very similar. Mm-hmm. I'm always telling our youngest though, even though he's just, you know, he's only five, but you know, I just, I want him to find something that he loves so much that doesn't feel like work. 
and which is yeah. what I feel like I was fortunate enough to find, you know, so it's Me like, too. find, you know, find all of your passions because one of those passions can become something that makes you money one of these days. Yeah. And I think it's important to expose yourself to that. Right. Cause I started at a PA school. I started in orthopedics and then I went into plastic surgery. So it's all about taking those paths and ever they're ever changing and just figuring out that passion and then following that passion. And so I agree. My job is not really my job. It mm-hmm. is my passion. I love doing it. I love my clients. They're my family. So I think that makes a big difference. So your husband's in South Dakota. That's where he's working. So are you yeah. going to have another clinic there? I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be all over the place. <laughs> yeah, then you guys could just, although it'd be hard with three kids travel back and forth, but that, that would be yeah. a little difficult with their school and everything. Yeah, no, he had an opportunity after COVID to help the Indian Health Service better the healthcare for Indians. And so um, it kind of came full circle. His mom passed away from lung cancer three years ago, and she loved Indians. So he had an opportunity to do a consulting, a consulting job as a podiatrist. And so he's in South Dakota, Sunday through Thursday, just trying to better the healthcare system. So it's rewarding. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's been a big transition for me, you know, being him being gone and having pretty much full responsibility, but, um, you know, you just keep on plugging on. (laughs) <laughs> the rewards will come right back. That's just so much giving. So it's, it's got to be coming back at yeah. some point, right? I think that's the other thing that I have learned through, um, you know, I wish I would have known prior to opening the med spa is just the employee aspect too. So like creating that culture for people, understand that you are new and there's going to be transitions and growing pains that are inevitable. Um, but if you create that culture of hard work and teamwork and kindness within each other, that that really, um, can make a big difference in your practice. Definitely. No, I mean, I look at us and, you know, we've been, and we've been open for 20 years and there's still change, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I keep, I always tell my team, I'm like, you know, if we're not growing, we're dying. Yeah. So better to be changing and growing and learning than yep. being bored. Yeah. And just why, you know, I mean, I think that piece, it's it, again back to your like, it's all in how you look at it. And that no matter how long you've been in business in our industry anyway, because they're smaller businesses, but even in the larger industries or businesses, like there's just, there's always going to be change because there's so many things that happen that we can't control. Yeah. So, I mean, look at COVID. I mean, that oh. changed a lot of people's mindsets, it changed. You know, I mean, all of us in very different ways. So, definitely. So, what has been your biggest learning curve? Um, our biggest maybe learning curve, or maybe a mistake, or you know, or um, you know, anything that kind of comes to mind, or your struggle, like maybe your biggest struggle, something like I think that. The biggest struggle or learning curve is just having the right people on the bus. So I feel like sometimes you have to turn over a few rocks to find your gems. And so I feel for me, that has been kind of one of those things is, especially when you're young and there is a lot of change in the, in the beginning and trying to figure out your path, you know, having long-term employees to understand that vision and, um, you know, want to do it with you. So I Where think employees is hard. I, I mean, I think it's the most important piece hundred percent. And I really like letting someone go. It's just like the hardest thing on me. Mm-hmm. I am, 
I am, you know, I, I really, really don't like it. And I know nobody does, but it's just hard. And so, you know, there are points in my career that I would wait too long Mm -hmm. to do it because it's just so hard. And I think to your point, like it just, it it changes the whole atmosphere, not just for me. So I always think, you know, it's about my team, do it for the team, do it for the team because it makes such an impact. Yeah. I feel it's hard. I'm an emotional person. So I become very connected to my employees. Right. And so that is a hard thing. It's like, you know, it's not the right fit, but you don't want them to go because you love them as a person. It's just not the right fit in your practice. Right. Um, so I think that's hard for sure, but I've learned probably the biggest thing I've learned probably is to, you know, be emotionally connected, but understand that it is a business. Mm -hmm. So where do you find people? Where do you turn to find new recruits? When you're you know looking- what, Kathy, that's been so hard since COVID. I feel like before I would do a posting and I get, you know, two, 300 resumes and you have to filter through all those. And since COVID, it's a very different mindset. And I'm not sure why, but, um, you know, I've been blessed enough to find two new employees recently who have been amazing. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. It's been hard. Where have you found success with that? Well, I was asking because I, I feel like what you just said is a lot of people's story. I mean, we're hiring a new nurse right now and it's been word of mouth. So we reached out to the reps, um, you know, all of the injectable reps and laser reps and skincare reps and said, we're, we're hiring. And then it turns out there's a nurse from a city, which is a couple hours away. And she just happens to be moving to Kansas city. She's got a background in German plastic she knows Cyton lasers. I mean, oh, it's wow. just like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. But it with her and like so many of our team members, a lot of times it's word of mouth or a referral that comes from either the reps or someone on our team. It just so happens that this um, nurse is also went to high school with one of our current nurses. I mean, oh how God. weird is that? I know yeah. so all world. the stars are aligning, but I yes. feel like it's usually, you know, it's not that easy. It's hard to find. It's hard to find people right now. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, just, I, I think for us, like, of course we reach out to all the reps we posted on Facebook. We have our team posted on their social media platforms. Yeah. We're on indeed and all of those platforms, but you know, we're also hiring a full-time nurse trainer right now for mint and, that's been, that's been a difficult role to fill. So mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're hiring right now and, and always looking, but I think a lot of clinics out there are struggling to find people to fill their spots. I agree. It's been tough. And so I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, we just keep posting, but um, you know, it's just nice to be growing. Honestly, it's nice to be, have the opportunity to even look for somebody, right? Definitely. It's a good yeah. problem to have. hundred percent. Well, is there anything we haven't talked about today that you'd like to share? Um, no, I don't think so. This has been like super exciting. It's nice just to talk to you and see you and, you know, Oh, I know. I just feel so fortunate. You know, it's, I, I think with this platform, I thought, you know, just to make the connections, um, and to keep those connections because I look at my career and, you know, how I've gotten to where I am. And mm-hmm. so much of it has been the networking and connections that I've made over the years. Yep. And I always tell people about, you know, I met Jay Burns 10, 12 years ago, and now here we are, you know, he's launching a, an online training program with us and there's just yep. so yep. many beautiful things. And so I thought, you know, why don't we can continue to connect and to share the information throughout our mint clients? Because, um, you know, five, 10 years from now, 
I, I think it just gets bigger and stronger. It does. And it's funny because I actually got into this industry partly and then opened my own mess pod because of Matt Toronto. So he came to Denver for a Cyton dinner and we were invited, my husband and I were, and as soon as he talked and finished the, the, the uh, whole thing, I was like, okay, I want to be you. How do I be you? What do I do? I don't want to like reinvent the wheel. I just want to know how you become so successful. And so, um, you know, then I came out and I came with you guys for, you know, weeks probably. And, um, that's how it all began. Yeah. Well, we're so. just so fortunate to know you. Yeah. Yeah. You so, guys have been a blessing in my life. So thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you. I will, I will share that with Matt and he'll be listening to this, to this anyway, <laughs> but he'll love to hear that. That'll make it yeah. really good. So, all right, you guys. So thank you for tuning into this episode of the making of a multimillion dollar med spa with Deja Simmons from Colorado. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the making of a multimillion dollar med spa podcast. For helpful links and more information about any of the Mint training tools and resources mentioned in today's episode, be sure to visit mintaesthetics.com backslash podcast.